Welcome back to the Smarter Marketer podcast, brought to you by Rocket Agency. I'm your host, James Lawrence. Uh, I now have the pleasure of introducing to the pod, Ashida Derv, who is the uh, head of marketing here at Rocket Agency. Ashida, welcome. Thank you, James. It's fantastic to be here today. So, Ashida, um, I believe I have it on very good authority that you've been back to India recently. Is that true? It is true. It was quite a trip, I might add. Uh, it was a task getting there, um, but it's great to be back in Sydney, even yeah. though it's pouring every single day. Um, <laughs> it's nice to get into routine. It's nice to be in the office and see all the lovely faces around. I agree with that. It is very good to be back. Um, so you have possibly the most difficult job in, in, in Rocket. You have to market the marketing agency and deal with an agency full of marketers telling you what all the great ideas they've got that, where they do things differently to you, which including me, who I constantly uh, <laughs> constantly pick on you and drive drive crazy. Um, so I just, I think for the listeners, how long have you been at Rocket? What were you doing previously? How did you kind of end up um, working with us? Well, it has been quite a ride and and I'll second that you have been driving me crazy, but I think it's all good, great, great problems to have, right? Like, we like each other, Ashita. So, <laughs> I agree. Um, being surrounded by good marketers is a nice way to improve on the skills that you have. It sort of keeps what you're doing in check as well. So you can't really bluff your way through the road, um, which which keep always keeps things interesting. So I've been with Rocket uh, close to three years now. Yep. And previously I was um, heading marketing at a sales training business yep. in a consulting B2B context. It's quite different uh, from what I'm doing now. So before I was marketing to salespeople and yep. now marketing to marketers. So it gives me a good, good picture uh, of the entire say growth or revenue function, if I may. Okay. Um, so it's been it's been quite a ride. I started off uh, managing accounts and clients, and quickly moved towards just managing Rocket the, as a business. The most difficult um, client of all. You bet. You, <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you you bet. And with that, with that, I see my role as growing the agency. Yep. Um, and I think I think all marketers in the world should have that view about the businesses that they work in. Yep. Um, and the second part of my role is around leading email and automation. So that's a different aspect altogether. I spent quite a lot of time sending emails to millions of people over the last seven to eight years. And I'm just bringing those skills to our clients as well. So it's a twofold role. I enjoy the marketing aspect of it the most. It is excellent to have you as a member of our team. Thank Lot, you. Lots of different things we could talk about today, but the topic which I think is of real interest to in-house marketers are awards. Um how to mm-hmm. apply for them, why why apply for them, um, what gaining an award can mean, I think both personally within a business but also what it can mean for that business um, and then how Correct. to promote it. So you part of your, a pretty big part of your role at Rocket is to get us into industry awards and whether that's as an agency or for our client work. Um, so I think it, I mean, what's and all, just give, give, it, give, it, give it out to the listeners, give them, you know, the secret sauce, what works, what doesn't work, what it takes. Um, but I think first, mm-hmm. like just to take a little bit of a step back, um, like why apply for awards in the first place? Um, awards are a very interesting marketing strategy, right? They've got the longevity that a, a shorter campaign just doesn't have. So if I had to list a few reasons why one would apply for an award, one, it gives you bragging rights. I mean, it's so straightforward. It's such a credible reason to go to the market and talk about yourself without actually sounding snobbish. It's um, when you win an award or even get shortlisted for an award, you've got a third party authority who's got nothing to gain from you, who's giving 
giving you, putting you on that pedestal and you can go and talk about it. So it's a credible reason to go, go to the market and speak about your own business. Yeah. So it's a marketing tool in a sense. Uh, it's a great way to reconnect with your prospects. It's a great way to reconnect with your current clients um, as well and probably send out an EDM or again, promote brand awareness through social channels or your own channels, if I may. You could even run a PR campaign associated with winning an award or being shortlisted for it. So again, there is brand awareness associated with that. Yeah. Um, it could also be used to strengthen client relationships. So if you decide to put in an application for a particular client or with another client, um, you get you get that opportunity to one, spend time with that client, build a story around what you have achieved for them. And, you know, if like for us, our clients are marketers, it sort of gives them the authority to go back to their board of directors and talk about the great work that they themselves and our, their agency, which is Rocket, is doing for them. So that's really cool. Um, the one thing that people sort of miss out on or they don't think about is like winning an award is a great way to attract talent. Um, so we would very often talk about us being the best marketing agency as awarded by Amy in 2021 yeah. to attract talent because it gives um, it gives the talent, again, that confidence that they're working with a serious business that's good at what they're doing and they have an opportunity to learn and grow within that business. Yeah. So those are the reasons why you would go and apply for awards, whether you are an agency or a business. I think that's right. Like I think we... Um like when you started the role with us, you were kind of, we need to do, we, we always kind of dabbled in awards, but you were kind of like, we mm-hmm. need to to take these seriously. And I think the, um, it's obvious that having awards um, on your website, on your social media properties is good for building credibility when people arrive. Um, <laughs> I don't, I think I'd probably underestimated the positive impact that it had on our existing clients where um, if they, if it, if it was a campaign, which we did for them, which is awarded, and that's obviously great. It looks good for them internally, mm. et cetera, good mm. for relationships. But I think also just good to validate um, either our direct contacts or for them to then sell into the rest of their business that, no, the the agency you're using are actually really good at what they do. And um, we've like, I think we found that we've had past clients come back um, to Rocket based on seeing us winning awards on LinkedIn and, and whatever else. Um, I think something we were talking about just before we started recording today was um, – the longevity of awards where I think a lot of what we do is, you know, we do a lot of content, we do SEO, we do Google ads, we do a lot of email marketing, but the, the thing that you rammed home to us um, when we started, when you were telling us to do do more with awards was the kind of the long-term impact and how many years of kind of marketing and, and leverage you can have if you, if you are successful. I think just talk about that. Cause I think that is something that is probably not thought of as much as it should be. Absolutely. So when you think about short-term marketing campaigns, right, like lead generation is probably one of the number one reasons why you even have the marketing function. Um, Many times you just get into the rut of like trying to generate leads within that particular month or within that particular quarter. And you're quite myopic in that view if you're approaching marketing in just that way. Leads are important and they need to sort of fall into, um, you know, your regular regular marketing KPI. But you need to take a long-term view if you want to increase those number of leads month on month, year on year. And awards fall into that marketing activity um, that gives you, again, the marketing rights 
the the bragging rights um, um paid media you can run paid media campaigns for years on end based on an award win or being shortlisted for a particular award yeah. again depends on the authority and what you win and if your business is currently doing what you want an award for and things like that yeah. um but it you could take an award and the investment that you would make there say for example you would spend say 5 to 10000 per year on awards right it's just an example you can use that as a reason to reach out to an audience for 3 or even 5 years to come you can keep talking about an award that you won say for example in 2018 as well yeah. uh, for a particular reason you can't do that with short term campaigns once you release a particular ebook it's going to be outdated sooner rather than later yeah, right like i think for us last year through a lot of your hard work winning um marketing agency of the year at the AMI awards like that's it's a 2021 award obviously we'll run that through 2022 but i Big win. I, i think in 5 years time we'll still we will forever have you know mm-hmm. one Australian marketing agency of the year so i think that is something which probably we underestimated the benefit of and now we do have some awards that you know 2017 18 19 and we still um we still run with them from you know depending on the context i think it's a it's a good one now getting into the nitty gritty a little bit more i think um mm. we know the value of awards first of all what's a good award series and what's an average one like we obviously get emails all the time saying do you want to apply for you know a certain um series of awards um and you you know some are better than others how do you identify which are the ones that are actually credible well you'd go back to basics and think about your bio persona right who does your bio persona consider to be a good authority so essentially for us the way it works in terms of our process is we look at authorities and there are typically four types of authorities you'll have your trade publications um talking about your industry specifically there are generally technology companies that work again within your industry that host certain awards um then there are industry associations so say for us we won the marketing uh, award from Australian Marketing Institute right so that's an industry association you'll have another industry association say for example if you're a fintech business or a saas business um and then there are international authorities that could be publications or either or so those are the typical authorities that you would look at yeah. and depending on whom your persona considers to be um a viable authority whom they resonate with you'd go and pick the one uh, those ones and then within a, within okay so you you know there might be 12 different series news aside well there's six that we think Correct. are actually legitimate credible will resonate mm-hmm. with our target market how what's your process for actually picking um the categories that you want to go in on like do you go in on everything scattergun mm-hmm. do you put multiple into one do you do you go deep at a at a smaller number like what what's the um what's the secret to success uh the secret is a longer process but uh, if if someone asked me right now around just the secret for winning an award it's a combination of stats and a story mm-hmm. so a combination of good statistics to back up a good story and a good story to back up good numbers yeah. that's uh, the com- that combination gives you a higher probability of being shortlisted and then winning an award in terms of choosing categories our process is it's um it's a little longer um so we start by just one finalizing on the authorities that we would go for and within those authorities they'd have like multiple categories like right? they'll have about 20 or 30 categories yep. so we look at 
who's won the awards or who's been shortlisted the awards in the previous years. So we'll look at the winners and we'll just consider our chances of being shortlisted or winning a particular award. We'll also consider the budget associated uh, with the award campaign. So for example, some award uh, applications can cost you over a thousand dollars and others can cost you a few hundred dollars. So depending on how much you want to invest in that particular authority, you'd make a choice on the number of applications you want to put in. Uh, Once we agree on those categories, we'll then go to our client list and, and try and match the stories and the stats to that particular category. Now that's that's an interesting aspect because sometimes like the one of the best best campaigns you have may not make it to the shortlist only because the your client isn't that popular brand or as well known. So again in those cases you'd look at the authority and who's won in the past yep. to decide on whether a particular campaign needs to be um needs to be put forward for that particular award category for that particular authority. What do you think matters more the story or the data? It depends on the authority again. So for uh, for us in terms of and the authorities that we go for. So SEMrush is one authority. It's a highly technical authority. It's one of the um, it's one of the most important tools that marketers use when it comes to digital marketing. Almost everyone in marketing knows about it. They prefer uh, a technically led application. So if you don't have screenshots from Google Ads, if you don't have screenshots of your analytics platform and your data platform, et cetera, et cetera, um, no matter how good the story is, you don't have enough data to back it up. Yeah. So for an authority like that, you would need strong stats. That's more important than the story. But for other trade uh, publication applications, the story matters more. Yeah. It's all, if, they're, if they're trade publications, right? At the end of the day, they're like newspapers. So they're looking for a good story, something that can make headlines. So you, you'd have to consider those things when you put certain companies forward for certain awards. I like it. I think it's that's a, a very practical takeaway, right? Which is to, you know, look at the, the the award series, look at the publisher of, and kind of get into the mindset of, you know, are they likely to be more narrative driven or more data driven? Um, Correct. Again, when when you're looking at the audience for this one, your yeah. audience for an award submission is a judge. Yeah. So you need to get into the as you as you said, James. You need to get into the mindset of what the judging authority will be thinking of before putting in that application. Interesting. Now, I think this is of interest to people. So last year, Rocket won three APAC Search Awards, one Search Engine Land Award, which is a global one, three SEMrush Awards, two Amy Awards. That's about nine or ten. Um, what in terms of a, a funnel? Where do you go from wins to being a nomin- like being nominated as a finalist to applications, if you're happy to give away the uh, the secret sauce. Well, for this one, uh, we didn't expect to win so many awards. So I'll start there, James. We we really just uh, tried our best. We put our best foot forward. Um, our team is actually very talented, and I take a lot of pride in our team. Um, we we had good stories to tell. Yeah. Uh, we had good stats to back up those stories. So uh, the combination of both of those put us in a good position and a strong position to actually put in as many applications. So we made, um, so we submitted over 50 applications. Okay. Um, we were finalists for over 30 of them. So that's just over close half. to 60%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, close to 60% in terms of being finalists and yeah. being un- 
and in the older days we used to you know take our finalist um, position and then ma- market it to the, to the core you know we really took that as our main story being yeah. finalist and then we ended up winning so many awards in 2021 right we took in nine titles that's about a 20% hit rate yeah we didn't expect as many awards so now we now we sort of after after having submitted so many applications and learning about what it takes to be shortlisted and what it takes to win an award we sort of have a better idea of how to yeah. approach this um and i think it took us a long so time to get to get that formula whereas i guess correct, you, correct, you're kind absolutely. of looking at um for every award you win you probably need to be a finalist three times um and for correct. each of those you kind of need to probably be 50% you'll get become a finalist for each application. Correct. Yeah. And again, I w- I would recommend don't apply for an award if you feel like you're not going to win or not even going to be shortlisted. So yeah. be smart about it. At the end of the day, they are marketing dollars. Yeah. So if you don't have a good story to tell, you'd rather take that money and put it towards another campaign. Um but if you do have good stories, then I would say apply for good awards. Um I in terms of time investment, it's a very time and heavy time investment so the soft cost of awards is actually quite quite high um when you consider the number of people involved in putting the application together the design may be associated with the the process itself um the admin process i mean so considering how, how, all of those things yeah yes. like how how long like cuz you say soft cost and i as a business owner yes. i think that's a hard cost right it's mm-hmm. still you know people's time and labor and wages Correct. Like what? Um, so you, you mentioned a couple of hundred bucks up to a thousand dollars potentially for an application. Like, mm-hmm. what would you estimate for each individual application you're putting in? How much company time is being spent on that? I would say about twenty to thirty hours for application. Per application. Um, it depends. Well, we we send out over a fifty, but many uh, many of them. many of these award applications could be duplicated or yeah. tweaked for other applications yeah so if if you spend 20 hours for one application then the next one is just going to be say an hours work or a couple hours work max yeah. to tidy things up so in eventually it does pay off so to put your initial application together i would say 20 hours start to finish including admin time you know speaking to the client getting testimonials probably even doing a video if you're very ambitious but get a higher chance of being shortlisted yeah um so to do all of those things 20 hours for application to start with and that was going to be my, my next question and I, i know that it will depend on the award series as to what format mm-hmm. they want the award submission to be in um but generally speaking like what are the characteristics of a good good um a good award submission you mentioned case study testimonial video what are some other practical things that listeners can can think of in terms of including in their applications. So the way I would approach an award and my recommendation to anyone who is applying for an award is uh to think of it as a university assignment. So it's it's that an sounds, old school way. That sounds boring, Ashita. <laughs> I know it's an old school way, it doesn't sound as sexy, but that's the thing that works. So with most award authorities, they would uh give you say what's called an entry format. um an entry form that has very clear instructions on what are the questions they are asking in terms of the outcomes or the benchmarks that you have set for your client um how you approached what's your strategy around that particular campaign how you executed that strategy what are the nuances of the different tactics that you applied um 
images and screenshots of what's been done, testimonials, results, and then um, and then to tie all of those things together, you may have some additional information or support documents. So that's usually the format uh, for different award applications. Yeah. And it may be different for different industries, right? So I'm just speaking from a marketing context for a marketing award, but say for a new business award, going for the fastest growing company, you'll have similar, you'll have a similar format. Answer the question is what I would try to say. Like, don't be wishy-washy around. If you've, if they've asked you for benchmarks then give them hard numbers in terms of benchmarks, if you hadn't sent set any benchmarks, then have a chat to your client and then agree on what they would have considered to be a good result. And that can be your benchmark. What would they have been happy with? So Give give hard numbers, answer the questions, uh, give good screenshots. Um, I would say don't add too many additional documents because at the end of the day, they're real humans who would review your application. And if you overwhelm them with too much information, they're not going to grasp anything. So you'd rather be succinct, answer the question, give good numbers. And if you really, really want to put in that effort, um, I would say a good video would be a strong addition to your application. I guess it's very builds credibility, builds trust, cuts through very quickly. Correct. I think that's a good good point, which is um, depending on the series, the judges are going to be very time poor. Like they may be being paid, they may not be being paid. They're going through dozens of applications, potentially more. Um, don't waffle. Don't put things in that are superfluous. Answer the question. Answer it clearly, um, and I guess respect their time. Right. Correct. Cool. And early early entries give you like cheaper award submission. So you may want to plan ahead. Start when you start a campaign, you may want to consider it, consider capturing those case studies and those award applications throughout the year rather than doing it, you know, six weeks before yep. you get started. Not cramming for the university. You bet. Exam. Um, okay. So we win an award. We we know they're valuable if the right people see them. What are your tips in terms of how to actually, what to do if you win one? How do you promote it? How do you amplify it? Well, the world's your oyster when it comes to amplification, right? So there are some basic things that you would do with uh, with an award uh, win. So we would definitely run an organic social campaign around this one. So posting about the award win on your organic social channels, not to forget to tag the award authorities so that they can amplify it to their network as well, which is really awesome. So there's that. You could also send it to your clients so they can amplify it on their social channels. Get your team members who are involved within that award application to talk about it as well. Um, it's a great way to promote like a sort of positive culture within your team as well. So you may want to throw a party or have a get together within your yep. business, maybe invite a few clients. Um, when you win that award, um, you can have, you can do a PR push as well. So get your public relations team to write up a media release about that award, talking about that campaign, sort of, it's sort of a great opportunity to win brownie points from your client as well. Yep. Um, then uh, send an EDM out to your uh, prospecting database, uh, send it out to your client database talking about the win um, and also include it in your, um, including it within the job applications, or sorry, the job ads that yeah. you put up uh, for when you want to recruit. These are just a few ways by which you can promote your awards. I think that's right. Obviously add, adding it to your website and things like that. These are all basic uh, website, email signatures, 
the avenues are multiple, adding it to your sales proposals. Um, there are so many ways wherein you can just plug that single line of award-winning authority or award-winning agency, right. award-winning business. It gives you so much credibility. Third-party authority, just putting their stamp of approval is a fantastic way to you know gain respect within the industry. I think I'd add to that that often we can get a little bit bored of talking about a particular award, particularly mm-hmm. after a year or two years or three years. But I think um, first impressions count. And if, if it is someone whose first interaction with your business is on a website or an email signature, um, just because you're tired of talking about winning, you know, APAC search awards in 2019 doesn't mean that, you know, the prospect is tired of it as well. So I think having it in, as you said, website, uh, email signatures, sales decks, uh, job ads for basically forever yeah. definitely a way of maximizing the lifetime roi so Ishida, i think that's that's um that's some pretty good practical takeaways there i think in terms of obviously why to apply for an award but which one should we apply for if we do what are the characteristics of a good submission what are our chances of winning and what to do if we do win um a bit bit left of field what advice mm-hmm. would you give to someone whose dream job was your role interesting question my Number one piece of advice for anyone who wants to build a career in marketing is to get a grasp of sales. So if you don't understand how the sales pipeline works, if you don't understand what it takes for a salesperson or a frontline person to actually close the deal, and if you if you are in e-commerce or in online sales, if you don't understand that side of the buyer's journey, what happens after they purchase a product or what it takes for them to purchase a particular product, you're probably not approaching marketing in the right way. You're not taking into account the buyers, the end part of the buyer's journey, which is what you want to drive, right? You want to grow the business. You want to grow revenue. Um, Sales is a function of marketing. Get a grasp of sales and you'll become a better marketer. I love it. I think that is music to the ears of, I think, business owners, C-suite, senior sales people as well. I think it is so important that the the two hands work together on on, on sales and marketing. I spent way too much time with salespeople to do this part. Ashita, thank you so much for your time on the Smarter Marketer podcast. My pleasure, James. It was lovely chatting with you about the awards. Thanks for listening to the Smarter Marketer podcast. Stay up to date about new episodes on LinkedIn and Instagram by searching for Smarter Marketer podcast. You can purchase your own copy of Smarter Marketer via the Amazon website. And if you want a second opinion about your business's approach to digital marketing, send me an email, jamesl at rocketagency.com.au or visit the rocketagency.com.au website. Thanks for your time.